Yeah, we just can't afford to lose four individuals. I'd say Johnny Gibson Park, probably Andrew Porter, and I would say probably Doris. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. Rugby on Off The Ball. With Vodafone, official sponsors of the Irish rugby team. Team of us. Everyone in. Gordon Darcy, it's a win for Ireland here at the Principality Stadium. Is 34-10 in the end. An impressive win, I suppose. It was a tale of two halves. The first half quite impressive by Ireland. A little bit different then come the second half. Yeah, but well, I think Wales were in, like they were going to have their purple patch. Um, they came in. They still only scored one try. Um, now they probably had two tries they would have expected to score but some phenomenal defence from uh, from Dan Sheehan from one of them and then I think Andrew Porter to uh, hold up Wales uh, in, the, in the first half so I'd say on the face of it Ireland would be very very happy with that their attack was really really impressive in the first in the first 20 minutes uh, Conor Murray playing really well they just they just played high tempo and they played like the number one team in the world um, as you'd expect a team like Wales they came back into it uh, you know they played a little bit more in the second half, um, but I think equally Ireland were really good at absorbing that pressure, um, and they probably the one thing they wanted was that uh, bonus point, um, and it took until like 74th, 75th minute for them to get it. But they came back, they came in. Ross Byrne was very good when he came on, um, and they they leave with everything they wanted to, from this game. Yeah, and it wasn't without its challenges. Obviously, some late last-minute changes to the team. Jameson Gibson, Park, Keane Healy. So I suppose to see them being able to adapt to that and for the likes of Conor Murray, who you mentioned, to come in, to slot right in there and to have a great game. Yeah, um, and I think kind of you can you before the match, you could probably find loads of reasons to say, oh, why this might upset Ireland. But I think they're past... Um, disruptions like this kind of mentally rocking them um, and I think that was you know clear today that you know Jemson Gibson Park one of their most important players and uh, he wasn't there Conor Murray stepped in absolutely seamless um, and he had a really really good game um, for, for for most of the geez, from what most of his time on the, on the pitch I think Johnny Sexton was really good as well but I think just everything all their accuracy their level of intensity was still there so that's that's great to see and I think that's a real you know we've talked an awful lot about Andy Farrell this week that you know that meeting with Alec Ferguson and all kind of coaches and players that thrive in that uh, mental arena. So obviously that's the challenge he's putting to these guys and saying, um, and I think they dealt with it really, really well today. Yeah, that side is really interesting of the game. You know that mental side, and it's something that Andy Farrell is hugely invested in. Do you think coming here today, obviously those challenges with the last minute changes, but also he wanted the roof on, he wanted it to be loud, you know, he wanted it to be a challenge. Yeah, and I suppose they they passed everything with flying colours, um, but there are bigger challenges ahead. I think we have to be realistic and we're probably trying to talk up Wales a little bit um, pre-match. That it's not going to be their toughest challenge in this Six Nations, and I think everybody will kind of will reflect on this and go, yeah, they absorbed an awful lot of pressure for 40 minutes, but they still looked very comfortable uh, doing that. So I think all eyes will turn to next week, and you know the the every every game becomes every game becomes the biggest game. Um, so going straight on to France now, rude health. Uh, hopefully, Gibson Park's uh, injury isn't uh, long because we we will need. We won't get the same, I suppose, uh, 
flexibility from uh, the opposition next week. So Ireland will need to be, well, they'll need to be better. But this was a good, good, good run out for them. Um, and Andy Farrell will be really happy. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll go back to the first half then. So it was a dream start, really. Caelan Doris and James Ryan getting over for those early tries. Yeah, um, and it's just the intensity they played at. We talked about uh, beforehand, I was going to mention to you, the, the fast start that um, Ireland obviously wanted to silence this crowd and Wales were looking to try and give them something to cheer about. Um, so I think that fast start really hurt Wales. But equally, it was uh, kind of almost a frenzied attack from the uh, from the Irish attack. It was so accurate. The line-out was, was, was absolutely purring the way they were playing and just... They had quick ball. Conor Murray was there, moving it away, and it was—it just became too hard to defend. Um, and we're used to seeing that from uh, from Ireland. Now, with, um, um, with that, the uh, they were they were well they were well taken tries. One um, a little bit more off the training field. The other one, the tap and go, and just that power game was was it was just very very clearly on display. James Lowe tried. Talk to us about it. It was unbelievable. The interception, his pace. Yeah, it's almost like a, a cruel blow for France as he did that. It was a lovely passage of play from um, from Wales. They were running out of steam a little bit in that uh, phase. So they either needed to score or kick it. And James Lowe, I think they were, there was probably a four on two in the wider channel. And he just stays really big in the wide channel. And Bigger just passed it to him. It was, you know, but that defence... You could just see the Irish defence was starting to get on top, and James Lowe, very big, very strong in in that uh, in that space, takes a lot of uh, it takes a lot of uh, self belief to stay strong in that uh, in that in that space. Just got the ball and it's had an easy run in for an easy. He's not going to score too many easier tries than that, and it, and it killed off the kind of the Welsh momentum at that stage as well. Yeah, so they go in at half time. It's twenty four points clear. You think at that point, game's over, but that wasn't really the case. Yeah, and I was I, I I was thinking. I think we were saying this at half time that you just felt like Ireland needed one more try to be home and home and hosed. And then Wales came out, scored a try straight off the bat, and you're just there. Oh, right now, now we have a game on our hand. But I think what what was really encouraging from an Irish perspective was they didn't panic. So Wales threw the kitchen sink at them. They threw everything, but the end, the final pass wasn't there. I think uh, Tapiric threw one over the top of uh, of Dyer, and you just wonder if that had been a more of an accurate pass. But Ireland's scramble was absolutely fantastic, and they deservedly frustrated Wales. So Wales weren't able to convert their pressure into points, um, and that, that's uh, you know that's as valuable. And then by the time uh, Ireland came back and scored, uh, Josh van der Fleer got that got that try. You're going to see the Welsh body language. They were just like. They were they'd run they, they were empty at that stage um, and that kind of was a that was a fair reflection of the game uh, Wales had plenty of endeavor which is not the end product yeah they were constantly on the cusp at times but as you said defensively Ireland were just so solid some of those tackles that went in yeah and the defense is going to be a big part of the game because the while we had kind of two different philosophies today we had Ireland looking to play an awful lot of game and Wales looking to play quite a physical one, not, not one-dimensional, but quite a physical game. Um, but we'll be going toe-to-toe with France next week, so having that uh, def- defence workout will be very, very good because France, just like us, they like to play with the ball, but they will not be as inaccurate in scoring chances as uh, Wales will, uh, were today. And late in the game, we saw Johnny Sexton going off. Ross Byrne came on. How did you think he'd done? Yeah, he did really well. Um, so, so Surprising, not surprisingly, that's not that's not fair. But the 
the attack shape kind of sparked back to life with Ross Byrne coming back in. He looked really comfortable playing in that second uh, sweeper role in behind, and like nearly got the ball on the on the on the toe for um, Mac Hansen in the in the corner, and it took an unbelievable try uh, saving tackle to stop Hansen going over. So I thought he was really good. He's really composed, um, and I think that's what Danny Farrell likes about him. Is that he's just really composed, and other people, you know, they're they're quite happy to to you know to 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 play to his uh, his drum and he's doing it really well I was delighted for him today and leaving here today what areas do you think that Ireland will be looking at to maybe improve I think you know we'll we'll look at it in the kind of you know how good were Wales and you know they will have to be better in every area to beat France and I think that's the that's the bit you have to have to accept that France are well we're the number one ranked team in the world they're number two and they're not far behind like there's not much between these two teams we have them in our own backyard so they will need to be more accurate I don't think we would be able to soak possession uh, sorry seed possession for you know 45 50 minutes like we did uh, in the it, you know after we scored those th those three tries France will do an awful lot more if we give them that possession for uh, that length of time yeah, we'll be hoping that um, a few players are back from injury. Obviously, Tyke Furlong comes to mind as well. You'd want him in there for the France game. He had a calf issue, but we did see him out on the pitch here just before the game as well. And, you know, he's, he's out there. He's doing a bit of a light jog, so maybe he's he's nearly there. Yeah, I think so. Like, uh, scrummaging today was kind of it was kind of a mixed bag, um, but we, def we did give up a few penalties in there. Like, listen, Tyke Furlong's the best, best highlight in the world. We would be very very naive to say we'll be we'll be okay without him we're a different team when he plays so we would need him if he's back and fit and firing absolutely he, he adds uh, adds so much to the irish game and what did you make of the atmosphere here obviously you've been here many times as a player you told me four times you've won three times yeah um so it's a, it's a good place to come and play like i suppose when i was playing the there was quite a you know ireland and wales kind of had a, a bit of a monopoly on the championship and um, so it was always coming here and go, uh, going uh toe to toe with these lads but yeah this stadium is fantastic the roof closed the atmosphere is it's absolutely full on um and we kind of said it like two or three times like it's great having crowds back obviously because we're so Used to, we were so almost getting used to not having crowds, but part of the job is to silence the uh, opposition crowd, and they did that fantastically uh, today. Um, so yeah, it was it's, it's great, and it's nice uh, having a, a great uh, a great one of the best seats in the house. Yeah, we're up here obviously in the the press area. I was speaking to Jer Gilroy on Friday just ahead of the game, and he was saying, "Oh, enjoy yourself. I hope there's no pints flying around." And <laughs> what happened? A pint comes flying behind and down on top of us here. So part and parcel of it all yeah the joys the glamour the glamour fixture um yeah i think we were we were lucky it was only one yeah exactly so how do you think they will fare out against france next again um yeah it could be i think there's gonna have to they'll probably have a few changes maybe in selection to freshen up um because there's some was some tired bodies out there today like i think the it's the same every every game now for ireland the there is a level of expectation growing with them and if Ireland play, um, they are able to beat any team um, on you know week in week out. So that's the that's the challenge for them is that they they turn up and they show up against uh, France next week, and they will want to win. And it's they should, they they have every um, they have everything in their armory to beat France. Um, but France are a really really good team as well. So it's that's what it gets. You know, it's the it, it becomes the uh, match of the tournament really. Can they win the Six Nations? Absolutely, yeah. Um, 
do they go unbeaten between here and you know the end of October? And that might be a little bit, uh, a little bit too hard. Um, but I think without focusing on Grand Slams and things, I think winning with performances um, is very, very important. Um, so, or sorry, and even if they lose with a performance, um, you lose to a better team, but you play well. You know, you can take that and you figure out what went wrong, and you can and you can use that to going forward. Remember, like we are the number one team in the world, so every team is going to be focused on us, and they will they will put an extra little bit of uh, preparation in because they're playing the best. Uh, so we are getting used to that, but it means we have to continually push and strive for higher standards as well. Just before I let you go, actually, I was speaking to Paul O'Connell at the captain's run on Friday, and we mentioned the favourites tag, as you said, number one in the world. And he said that years ago, they used to run away from the favourites tag. That's, that's how he looks back on it. But he said, this team, he feels like they just embrace it. Do you remember running away from the favourites tag or what that was like? Yeah, I think it's it probably, it's an unusual um, mindset to have. And I suppose when you're much more comfortable with it, it becomes easier to wear. And I suppose maybe back then we didn't have the level of consistency where we were going, yeah, absolutely, we will show up and we will play. It was more of a question, it was sometimes a question in it going, if we show up, we can beat somebody. Whereas now the, the thing is, there's an expectation that you show up. Rugby on Off The Ball. With Vodafone, official sponsors of the Irish rugby team. Team of us, everyone in.